Well, welcome. I'm so excited. Uh, I get a little pumped uh, when I start getting to the, the scriptures, and I'm going to try to stay calm in this process. <laughs> I just, I want each and every one of us, and I'm, I'm grateful for the many that get on the, the live stream and chat and uh, be able to touch base. It, it, it helps us from this side as well as we connect with one another. Uh, so, I'm going to try to get to a message that is really heavy on my heart, and I'm going to try to make it as clear as I can, because I do believe each and every one who's ever listening, if, you, if you're one that's just wanting to know more of what Christianity is, or if, if you are one that you've known Jesus for 80 years, uh, I believe God has something to say to us. It doesn't matter if you are what you call, I just, while I come to church and I sit on a pew and then I go home, if you're a pastor or an elder, uh, God wants to speak to us today and are we open to hear from him? And I just want to be used of God that he would speak. And because the topic I want to talk about is about this issue of love. And I believe we get hurt so often. And hurt people hurt people. Because we're trying to find love in all these different areas. And we want love. And we need love. And we get excited about love. And we we try to fill ourselves with love because we were created to be loved. And so we try to find it everywhere. But what I've discovered in my own life, and I, when I talk with people, I discover they too have this struggle. No matter how long we've been walking with Jesus, we get a little off track and we try to fill ourselves with love and then we get hurt. And when we hurt, we hurt people. And so in our marriages, in our families, in our workplaces, these relationships we struggle through because we need love. And when I was... I prepare messages maybe a little different. Uh, I get excited as I'm, I'm typing it out, and I'm like, we need love like we need blood that flows through our veins. And if you have the wrong blood, well, you're going to die. And then I stopped. And I'm like, is that true? Well, it actually is. If you, have the, if you are A negative and you put B negative in your system, some organs are going to shut down. I didn't really know that till I typed it and looked, but it is amazing. God does care about what's flowing into our veins. And if we pump in the wrong type of love, and we're trying to gain this love from things and people, and it's not working, and we're hurting, and then we turn to hurt others. So my deepest desire today is that we would just say, God, would you speak to us because I so often pursue the wrong love. And hopefully we can, my desire is that we'll be able to get on track in a a greater way. Because I believe COVID again has caused some of this tension where we've got a little bit off track. And so when we're looking in this, in the Gospels of Mark chapter 12, and I'm going to look at a few verses. Uh, There's much more than we could look at in this chapter, but I just want to Look at a few verses, Mark 12, verse 28 to 34. Uh, but again, I encourage you, read the, the whole passage 
as you know, the religious leaders always want to mess up Jesus. They're trying to trip him up. And so they're asking more questions in this text. And so we're coming to it here. And the, one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. Because they just had another dispute and argument with Jesus. And Jesus answered, and I love this, this guy, this, this, this scribe uh, hears this. He's seeing that Jesus answered them well. He answered them well. He's like, okay. And now a scribe is sort of like a lawyer, okay? They've got these 613 laws. They know them. They can recant them. They can say them. And so he asked Jesus, which commandment is the most important of all? What's the most important commandment? And trying again, is he trying to trip up Jesus? I don't know. But that's the question that we need to answer, because I think if we answer this, we might get better on track of where we should be. And uh, Jesus said, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now, granted, I normally would just read over this and get to the next verse. But God stopped me, and I do believe it was God, because this is one of those things I'm like, oh, yeah. This is important. He's saying these, and Israelites would have known this, this statement very clearly. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. It echoes through. It is such an important uh, revelation, if you will, of this verse. The Lord my, your God is one God. This is critical in my mind as the foundation as he steps into the next verse. Because he's pulling it from Exodus chapter 3. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. In Deuteronomy 6, uh, Jehovah is our God. Jehovah is one. Jehovah our God is one Jehovah. There is one God. Now understand, the Israelites had many other gods all around them. They were made of wood, of stone. Uh, they would worship the sun and the moon. And they were trying to satisfy all these gods. If we would do this for this God, God would love us. If we would do this for this God, oh, then this God would give us sun so our crops could go. All these different things God would teach us if we would just go to these different gods and be fulfilled. And God is saying to say to us, Wait a minute. There is only one God. Stop running to all the other gods and just come to me. That is a critical part of our passage here that we come to the only one God. Stop trying to go in all the different directions looking for love when only Jesus will provide the love you need. Now, I just said something only Jesus. And we get confused sometimes. Well, there's only one God. I'll, I'll state this just, and I'll read what a commentator said, because just to keep this in mind, what we call the Trinity. One God, three persons. Uh, they all have the same attributes. They all are God in character or in who they are. Uh, if you go to Jesus, uh, in the beginning in John chapter 1, we discover Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. If you go to Colossians chapter 1, um, all creation was made through him and by him and for him. 
when you come to Matthew 28, uh, the Great Commission to go through the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 5, again, he, he describes God. If you sinned against God, you sinned against the Holy Spirit. We discover all three in one. And that's a step of faith to understand as we get to know. But understand, there is one God. There's not a bunch of gods. One God. And if we get torn around, I think we're going to get confused. This is important right now. There is one God. We should be worshiping only one. Stop running to other situations. So it starts with God. This whole text, when we talk about love, it starts with God. God, because God is love. Um, if you were, for the Israelites in Isaiah 54.10, if you are taking notes, you can write this down. I didn't put them all on the screen for you. But he says to the Israelites, my steadfast love shall not depart from you. This is God's word to Israel. My steadfast love will not depart from you. If you want to go to the New Testament, we have this picture here. But God demonstrates his own love. See, love starts with God. His love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It comes to this place that you weren't even near God. And God reaches down to us. Love starts with God. If you come to this realization, it's critical. This is the love start point. God loves us. In 1 John 4, another good passage to read. We love because he first loved us. The Lord your God is one God. There is only one God and he reaches down and he loves us. And people, this is so important because I think if we miss this, we are trying to find love in every different corner and it, that love hurts us. We get hurt again and again and we try somewhere else and finally we just, there's this anger that comes, our disappointments in life and we get discouraged. Love comes from God. Love comes down to us. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's his love reaching down and us responding. So he is talking saying if we do that then now love directs forward. It's going up. And here's the passage and you're following along. And you shall love the Lord. Here's the command. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You love him with everything you got. He commands it. He said, well, that's quite demanding. We are not to demand love. God doesn't need your love. He doesn't say, oh, you got to give me love or it's going to... We need his love, and we need to love him. If you want to experience what we were created to be, we need his love. We're created to have this love relationship with God. And once we try to go somewhere else, you get hurt. And then you hurt other people. And we get in this cycle, and it gets pretty messed up. We need to love God. Someone put it this way, another commentary. It said, Indeed, there is one God who stands supremely, powerfully, and important. 
And this demands a supreme and total loyalty from you and me. It starts in the heart. Loyalty in the heart. See, I put down here, there is no room here for divided affections and allegiance. There is one God, and we need to worship and love Him. We can't be divided on this. If we have, well, I, I love God on Sunday, but I love my money on Tuesday. I love God on, you know, on Monday or Sunday, but oh man, my secret life, that is where I love it. And I want to stay in that place, and I enjoy this. Oh, but then, okay, on Monday, I'll go back to this love. And we are so divided in our love that we're getting hurt. They're feeling empty. Something is missing. Because we got this messed up. We need his love. And, and it's not like I need to love him so that if I love him enough, I will gain approval. I will gain back his love. Remember, love comes from him to us. It's our response to him that we love him. It's not out of fear. See, if you do not know Jesus, you have not given your life to Jesus, and you haven't started this connection, you haven't responded to his love, you've actually rejected it, now you have something to fear, the wrath of God, Romans chapter 1. But if you have come to this place and said, I see God's love, like yesterday, that lady that gave her life to Jesus, she recognized God's love and responded to it. So this idea of fear, I just want to bring clarity. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love, and we love because he first loved us. So again, this, this perfectedness is what Christ has done for us. It's his righteousness that we stand. We are now in Christ. Once you say yes to Jesus, so if you've never done that, uh, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you enter into this love relationship, and we respond to him by loving him back, by worshiping him, by obeying him, by trusting him. And that was my start. When I gave my life to Jesus, I just trusted him at what he said. And when I obeyed what he said, there was a fulfillment. There was a recognition that God actually cared. Now, it does not mean my life is going to be perfect. For better, for worse, richer, poorer, sickness and health, I am walking with Jesus. But the love that I need comes from God. It's out of that love relationship that I'm able to grow and be strengthened in. If you can catch this. Uh, the more we walk with Jesus, this greater of fulfillment comes. I can get strengthened and encouraged because we give our, our whole being to him. Everything we have is God's. I just want to trust Jesus no matter where I go, in my workplace, in my relationship with my wife, with my kids. I love Jesus. And that flows out of me. I just desire everything to grow. Now, I do get sidetracked. You know, we say I love Jesus, and I have this relationship with him, right? 
So you've been walking with Jesus. I've been walking with Jesus. It's all good. And it's, woo, it is awesome. It's exciting. It's an adventure. And I enjoy all those things. And then there's moments where I don't feel his love. I'm not feeling God's love. Well, let me go find love somewhere else. Let me go over here. I'll buy a new car and, oh, whoo, oh, that just adrenaline rush. I feel so loved. I got this great thing, and it's so exciting. And a week later, oh, it's not so exciting anymore. And we pursue these different things, trying to, trying to get love from people. And you try to get love from somebody. Oh, I'm going to fall in love, and I'm going to love this person. And, oh, and they're going to love me back. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a moment where they don't love you back, and now you're hurt. And God's like, please, come back. You're divided. Your affections are divided. Your allegiances are divided. Come to me. And so then in those moments, I need to repent and say, oh, God, sorry. I got derailed. I got sidetracked by other things. And we start loving things. We try to think these things will fill the void. It's like pumping in the wrong blood and trying to say, I'm going to feel better. And it's depleting you. It's affecting you. So God's desire for each one of us, no matter where we are, I, well, I do care. Uh, if you are 80 years with Jesus, you need to make sure this love relationship is in good, good shape. We need to keep on trusting Jesus. It doesn't matter how long you've been with Jesus. We need to continue to be in awe of this great and mighty God that we serve. And the, some of the answers that responded this morning about this love that God has for me continuously. That is amazing. Thank you so much for those of you that you know, typed in those things to remind us this great love relationship that we've been, been singing about this morning. He loves us. With everything we have, we respond and love him. Everything we have, we love him back. It, it does change everything we are. Now, from there, he moves now. Jesus comments on the next part, and it directs it to others. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And we love ourselves, uh, we know that, because we're trying to fill, we need love, so we're trying to fill it with all this different stuff. And he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now clearly your neighbor is anybody God puts in your life, that we would love them. But I don't love them, they don't think the way I think. I don't love them because they're not responding to my love. See, that's what we do. Okay, I'll show love to this person, oh, they're not responding, I'm done. And we walk away. God says, no, we're to love them as, you know, as ourselves. Continually, we just keep trying to find love. We need to keep giving love to these people. That is impossible to do outside of knowing this love relationship with God. We can do this if we get something in return. So you, I love my wife, and I don't get anything in return. Well, then I just walk away. That's what we do, right, in our world. The relationship gets broken. I get hurt, therefore I'm going to go hurt somebody else. Because hurt people hurt people. But if my love is based on my relationship with God, 
the strength I can have to love others is because of God's love in me. And often we get messed up here. And if we listen to our world, we get really messed up because we have such a wrong understanding of love. We get so messed up in this area. I, was, uh, I Googled some love songs. Man, there's tons of love songs, okay. Uh, but you listen to some of these, uh, and I'll, I'm just going to quote one of them this morning. And it's a newer song that, I don't know these songs. Uh, it's Calvin Harris wrote it. Uh, Ellie Golding is singing it. <laughs> uh, forgive me if I say those names wrong. Uh, I need your love. I need your time. When everything is wrong, you make it right. I feel so high. I come alive. I need to be free with you tonight. I need your love. See, we are dependent on other people to love us. We want to try to fill ourselves, and what we're doing is we are filling ourselves with a love that does not fill us. It actually will hurt us because our main love, we need love from God first, and then we love others. And yes, you receive love from people, but you're not dependent on that love. You're dependent on this love. And so I focus needs to be loving on God and his love towards me. And out of that, I love other people. This is where the hurt needs to be released. And instead of saying, Lord, I forgive those that hurt me, that's one start. But it's also to, Lord, forgive me for trying to seek love from other people when I needed to get it from you. I've been trying to be satisfied by getting love from other people. See, God says in Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. To me, that is the most amazing verse, that when I focus, and if I just come into this place of delighting myself with Jesus, he fulfills my need. My desires will actually change. This is the transforming work of what Jesus does in our lives. Uh, it's, it's encouraging when we think of this. This is the relationship that we have. God loves us. We turn to love him. And then he directs us to love other people. It's that s- simple, that profound. The problem is we take our eyes off Jesus and we try to fill it with others, things, with other people that only God can fill. It's only the right blood type that needs to get into our system. And when we try to do it with others, it doesn't work. But I do believe that when you go through your day, when you keep your eyes focused on Jesus and saying, I want to trust Jesus, I'm going to go with Jesus today because in everything I give allegiance to him. How does this play out in your everyday life? You still love your wife. You love your children. You, you, you love your chocolate. <laughs> but it still comes down to God is number one. My satisfaction, my fulfillment comes from him. And out of that relationship, I can enjoy life, even in suffering. And we, we got to stop breaking off this one here and trying to find satisfaction somewhere else trying to find, to feel this love. If I get this, I'm going to gain love. If I get this, I'm going to get love. If I do this, I'm going to get re- somehow response back in love. 
when we should be just focusing on this love relationship. Out of that, this is, this is the cool part, people. There's another part of the circle, but I didn't put it in here. So God loves me. I respond to this love relationship, and I have this love relationship with God that I walk with him. My allegiance are to him. I worship him. Everything of my being is with him. And out of that, he says, now go love those around you. Now, this is the neat part, is when you love those around you, and you are walking with them, and you are talking with them, and you're saying, man, my love relationship with God, it's so great. I just love Jesus and this relationship. Now you're helping somebody else come to that cycle saying, wow, God loves you that much. I'm going to focus on Jesus. And now you bring another person along with you, because now they have seen God's love. They have responded and loved God. And now you've created another one in the cycle. It's one disciple making other, another disciple. It's I follow Jesus to help others follow Jesus. Your kids, are they going to discover that, wow, mom really loves Jesus. And now I see how much God loves her. And she steps in. And this child steps in and wants to know what it is to follow Jesus. Our life, this is our mission, this is our purpose, this is our identity. But so often we get sidetracked and we have a bunch of different lovers. We have a bunch of different lovers that we've been trying to gain love from different people when only God can fill it. If I dare to say someone's love could be golf, and golf is number one, that's all they think of. It becomes an idol. And God says, I want you to give up golf. I want you to come follow me. Some of you, it could be Star Wars is your idol, and you just want to follow him. And God says, you need to release that. TV shows, gaming, there's so many things. The love of money, love of material things that can sidetrack us. None of them are wrong in themselves in those things. It's what... Where, where are you trying to get your love? That's the question. Are you trying to see, oh, this fills the void? This fills the emptiness in my soul? Only God can fill that. And it's out of that love relationship we find fulfillment in life. And it's, it's awesome. I know when I'm in my perfect world of relationship with Jesus, this is so amazing. And there's times where I break this, where I don't feel this. And it's a feeling, literally, it's a feeling. I don't feel this love, so I try to feel it somewhere else. And I need to repent in those moments, the moment. And I praise God as I get older with Jesus, those are short moments where I can break it and say, sorry, God, I got derailed. Forgive me. I want to spend time with you. And that love flows to other people. And they're like, why do you do this for me? Why are you helping me? Why do you walk alongside me? And you have no answer. (laughs) It's just because you're not trying to gain their love. It's because you love God, and God's put this person in your life that you love them. Even somebody that's maybe not your type of person, and God's placed them in your life, and... God just says, love them. Just love them. But they're not responding, God. And God says, just love them. 
Just love them. Uh, that's the amazing work of Jesus Christ, that he works in us and he works through us. And so today as we, we come to the communion table, in a few minutes, I'm encouraging you to take a moment and to ask yourself the question of, is there something, am I pursuing Jesus, pursuing Jesus, or do I need to break up with a lover somewhere that I've been in love with, material things? Uh, maybe, for example, you're in love with vacation and you love traveling, and right now you're pretty angry. <laughs> I can't travel. And so that anger is coming out into, uh, onto other things. And you say, God, forgive me. I need to be your, loving you instead of trying to get into these different things. Take a moment right now and to get to that place as we come to the Lord's table.